0: Appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and, Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way every day. The trip to the drive-through at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It's sort of weird, Robbie, if
1: Brupolo was in Water Valley. Yes, we don't want too much water in our coffee. No, it's no, essential no. for coffee, but, but I mean, that's that's it's a little more water not enough brew right you know you got that, that
0: perfect amount which they do at strange brew coffee house so wherever you are in our great state if you want strange brew coffee every morning and you don't live in Starkville or Tupelo it's not a problem just go to strange brew and get it delivered to your door all you've got to do is place an order online and they will ship it right to you whatever kind of coffee machine that's on your counter they've got you taken care of strange brew coffee house College Corner, collegecornerstore.com. That's the place to find maroon and white merchandise you can't find just anywhere else because nobody else has the selection they have at College Corner. Two locations to serve you. They're in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Floyd by the Half Shell. Or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco. Say it all the time. When I want tacos, I go to Humble Taco. It's pretty simple. It's a simple equation. I go there, I order the tacos, they put them on the plate. Life is good. And they're tacos I can't get anywhere else. You know, you go anywhere and get, you know, standard steak and chicken tacos, but nobody else is is doing the kind of tacos they do at Humble Taco. And whatever kind of eaters you've got in your family, vegetarians, vegans, gluten-free, keto, whatever it is, there's something on the menu for you at Humble Taco over there on University Drive. Firehouse Subs. That's a good idea for lunch today. Why don't you download the free Firehouse Subs app? And when you do that, you're going to pile up reward points. Place your order online. It's ready within minutes. And the next couple of times you order, boom, free sandwich. Can't beat that. Gas is $4 a gallon. Jello shots are four fifty dollars a piece. You need to save money somewhere. Do it with Firehouse Subs. Download the free app. Locations in Starkville, Columbus, Oxford, Tupelo, Florida, Madison. It's Firehouse Subs. What's up, Robbie? Hey, Brian. How are you today, sir? Oh, I'm hot, man.
1: It is, it is hot out there. It is I ridiculously hot.
0: Walking outside, it's
1: just simple as that. You walk outside these days, it's hot. I hate to complain about the heat because I just hate the cold so much, and I complain about the cold and always say like, if I can just get through the cold and get to summer, I'm going to be happy. Yeah, you're, that's a lie. That's why I am a cold weather person, Robbie. I'm always we can't have we can't have nice things here. Like we have spring for like two weeks. You get two weeks of spring where it's like seventy degrees and sunny. I mean we might have the right temperature, but it's raining. Right. Or something. You know, it's just we cannot have perfect weather here. No.
0: So it's 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 the price we have to pay for the food. That's true. That. Not the coughing again. No, it's just hot back here, and it's just making me making me stuffy and coffee Oh. No, this is why. This is why I, I always, you know, prefer the cold weather because you can always put a jacket on. You can never, you, can, you
1: can't walk around naked,
0: you know. You just, you just can't.
1: Yeah, it's really tough to cool off if you don't have the means, you know. I saw an interesting thing.
0: It said, you know, when you're totally naked, you feel naked. But if you want to feel more naked, put your shoes
1: on. That is weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it doesn't make sense. But it's, I've done that before. The true story. So, all right. Hey, did you just see the, uh, the softball facilities being torn down right now? Uh, I didn't see. Random, it. but it just, I, it just popped up. I, mean, I see it now, yeah. They're
0: starting to the, uh, the, the build the new, which John Cohen talked to us a little bit about on Friday, about the new softball facility. So, yeah, there you go.
1: I wasn't really sure when that was going to start. I never really saw, like, a start time or whatever. So, it's, uh, it's good June to see 20th. progress. June 20th is when it's going to start okay well th- thank you for that insight I appreciate that yeah, my, uh,
0: you know I talked to an impeccable source they said your calendar yeah
1: so yeah well and, and there's more stuff on the way yeah that we know and we we've, we've talked about that before but we will have more details uh, the rest of this week coming up mm-hmm. but uh more more stuff on the way and then we saw Joel put out a story today Templeton uh, center is getting kind of a a boost as well. So a lot of construction going on in Mississippi State this summer.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's sort of the, the, the way it is with facilities. They're always always looking to improve and always looking to, uh, to build new stuff. Some new hires happening in Mississippi State. It looks like, it looks like uh, Rhett Hobart is going to be persona non grata at Wake Forest. He's just hiring all their people from there.
1: Rhett going with the – you know, there, there's been many times where, where people compared Rhett Scott Strickland. Mm-hmm. He's going with a Scott Strickland approach. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to pull some of my best guys from Wake Forest over here to Mississippi. What State. I would really like is for those guys to do a video talking about
0: how great Wake Forest is, but then they take off their shirt and underneath it is an MSU shirt. Let's go the NWO
1: route with that. I'm, I'm good with that. That would be fun. I think, I think, but you know, I mean, this is it's Rhett's job to make this the best athletic department in marketing and all that that it can be. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, it's it's just business. It's business, Wake Forest. It's, it's not personal. It's
0: personal, exactly. All right, second half of the show, the, our SEC preview for the Vanderbilt Commodores. Going to be a lot of uh, sad times in Nashville this year, as there always are. But, Robbie, I got a list here. I've got some true and false questions, and I've got some more likely questions. And we're just going to say just some rapid-fire stuff just to get some, uh, some thoughts on what we're expecting to see this season. So let's start it off, man. True or false? Jaquavius Marks and Dylan Johnson combined for 1,200 rushing yards this season. They did 929 a season ago. Ooh,
1: that's a, that's a good question. Can they get, you know, 280 yards? Yes. So 280 between, more yards than what so you, they had a year ago.
0: So you do the, the math, right? So 280 more total yards. So that's 140 more yards a piece. So we're talking really – we are really only talking about
1: 11 more yards a game? The answer's got to be yes. Doesn't, Doesn't it, it look
0: like it does? I mean,
1: because they've, they've progressively gotten better. You know they're going to get better in year three. You know Mississippi State is probably going to um, rely a little more on the run than they did because, I mean, it, progressively, just like how they've gotten better – run the football Mississippi State seems to be running the football a little bit more Mm -hmm. um, each year so I mean I gotta think that that's gonna happen we talked last year about you know could they get a thousand yards right and I thought that they could and it turns out they were just a little bit off I think they could get 1200
0: yes we're only talking about on what they average per carry last year you need marks to have about Twenty-five more carries, and Johnson to have about twenty more carries. Yeah. Over again, you know, spread it out over a twelve-game regular season. We're not talking about a whole lot here. Mathematically, what we're saying makes a ton of sense. It should mm-hmm. happen. And I'll be honest with you: at twelve hundred yards rushing, plus you know, we'll throw in maybe another hundred and fifty to Katravian Hargrove and some combination of, you know, maybe Simeon Price or J.J. Jernigan. If, you, if this team rushes for 1,400 yards total, they're going to be in really good shape. Last year they rushed for 821. If they could rush
1: for – So they had yards, negative 100-something negative without those two? Yeah, if you look on the MSU's uh, stats page,
0: they don't have Will Rogers on here in his sacks. So let me see okay. I if I can find the, the actual uh, stats for the season. But Will Rogers obviously was well into the uh, the negatives in rushing uh, last year. Let's see here. Will I've always Rogers, thought that sacks shouldn't count against your rushing yardage. I am in total agreement with you, but that's how college ball does it. Will Rogers on the season, 63 carries for negative 101 yards. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just you – know,
1: Which begs the question, what could a – like really mobile quarterback doing this offense, which I which I think is what we're – I think Mike Leach is thinking that too. Starting point. to come around to that idea, yeah. That's why we're starting to see some of the offers that we are.
0: All right, so Matt
1: – talking about, talking about those two guys. Yeah. I mean, how wild is it that Jaquavius Marks is probably going to be Mississippi State's all-time leading pass catcher? As a running back, yeah. It, it's something that I would not have predicted ever. I mean, we're not even – we don't even really discuss that, but like – when you look at the numbers, I mean, he's about to break the record in yeah. year three, and he's probably got another year remaining. I agree. I think <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, he's sitting. I, I, I have to go back and look. I think he was sitting like sixty catches shy of Fred Ross's record right now, and he has another year and a half to go. Technically, he has another two and a half years if he wanted them, but I don't think he will. But I mean, yeah, he's, he's ahead been, of yeah. he's ahead of Austin Williams, who's coming into with his like sixth year, seventeenth year with the program. <laughs> Uh, Is more I, catches than also- I remember when Kroom signed him. I was like, "That kid's going to be a good player for Mississippi State." <laughs> so, um, all right, let's 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 do a more likely now. We'll we'll talk scheduling here. More likely. So, I want you to assume that if State wins these two games, I have four games here, right? I've paired them up. If you win the first pair, you lose the second pair. Okay. So it's the state beat Arkansas and Texas A&M more likely. State beats Arkansas or Texas and Texas A&M or Kentucky and Ole Miss?
1: That's a good question. I think the, the fact that it's at home, you got to get with Arkansas and A&M, I think. Mm. I mean, we've both predicted Mississippi State to lose to Kentucky. Yeah. and We did them a couple weeks ago, yeah. I mean, right now, I'm I'm leaning Ole Miss in the Egg Bowl, mm-hmm. but I've we've I think we both predicted Arkansas to lose to Mississippi State. We did, and we're leaning A and M. So I mean, I'm I'm definitely going with A and M and Arkansas, which but feels I, strange to say. I mean, mm-hmm. you get, I, mean, I mean those teams could be better than both A both Ole Miss and Kentucky. Getting them at home is, is interesting, you know. The, but, the, say, the, one, the location is the
0: big thing. Of those three games a year ago, Auburn, A and M, Arkansas, those three West games that you played on the road, I mean they were on the road, you know, and you won two out of three. Yeah, I gotta think that this year I'm counting Auburn as a win. I'm not putting it in the toss-up column as we sit here today. I say that's a win for Mississippi State. You know, Arkansas, A and M, Kentucky, Ole Miss are all toss-ups for me, and you know, playing at home makes a difference. You know, it just does. So, as we sit here today, I, I tend to agree with you that it is more likely that State would win at home against Arkansas and Texas A&M than they would on the road against Kentucky and Ole Miss, which, of course, brings up a whole another boatload of questions we will have to answer later on. Another more likely. That would be
1: just like Mike Leach, though.
0: Yeah. That would be going eight and, being 8-3, and three, probably ranked in the top 20, going into the Egg Bowl and dropping it would be a painful, painful loss. Uh, more likely, MSU is four and and0 when they play Texas A and M, or three and four when they play Alabama. Ooh, um, just a second. You got up. LSU. You got LSU in that mix, right? So the four and would be beating Memphis, Arizona, LSU, and Bowling Green. Three I and mean, four would be beating. Let's just say Memphis, Arizona, and Bowling Green, and losing to LSU, Texas A and M, Arkansas, and Kentucky.
1: I mean, the big question would be whether or not you believe that they can beat LSU here. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think four and zero is, is the is the better play here because I I just don't see them losing to all of those SEC schools. They're gonna they're gonna beat somebody.
0: I agree, I agree. I, I just I don't think them I don't think they're gonna start off zero and four in conference play. Right, especially when you have two with home this game. team. yeah. yeah. I, just, I just don't see that happening. So mm. I agree that it's probably more likely that you're 4-0, but that's a tough 4-0, man. Yeah, and
1: I, think, I mean I we've seen them beat LSU at LSU. So I mean and that that has not been a game it hadn't been the, the game of old that um you know was Mississippi State getting beat by 50 points to LSU. So. so State
0: won in 14. That series has become very competitive. You know State lost by 2 and 15. They lost by six, I think, in 16. They won big in 17. Uh, 18, they lost by 13 in that ridiculously bad game. Obviously, 19, LSU blew them out on their way to the national title. State wins in 20, and then they lost last year by three. Like, this has been a competitive series. you're right, yeah. prior to that, you could sort of put that down for a 30-point loss every time.
1: It was Bama and LSU. Oh, all right, let's find two losses on the schedule that are guaranteed, Bama and LSU. Yeah. And 14 kind of ended that. Yeah. 14 was, was, the, was finally getting over the hump. You know, LSU had won like 18 straight or whatever it was. They had won 21 out of 22. Yeah. Of so, so, you know, since then, a lot of these games have been very competitive, with the exception of 19.
0: You know, it's you know a funny stat, is that State was, was only like eight games behind LSU in the all-time series record until Jackie Sherrill
1: took over which is crazy was It was bottomed out yeah that was and that had more to do with LSU because you know shortly after Cheryl left they, they had both. Nick Saban and then right that built he, they built kind of a dynasty yeah so
0: um all right so yeah we'll we'll both go more likely 4 40 that would be if states 40 when uh when A&M comes to town on the 1st that that should be a monster college football that's a huge day for college football too Hey, hey, yes. hey, I mean, let me see if I can find the uh the schedule here. I I the games on that day are just insane. See, obviously, you know, you have state versus uh uh Texas AM as we just discussed. Oh, well, where did it go? Don't do that to me. All right. Uh you've also got Ole Miss, Kentucky that day, LSU Auburn, Georgia, Missouri, and Alabama, Arkansas.
1: Yeah. I mean, that wow. is a f- Fantastic. That Alabama Arkansas game could be sneaky. Could be. Arkansas gave them a run last year mm-hmm. uh, at Alabama. Yeah, and this is going to be in Arkansas, a place that has turned into a, a tough place to play <laughs> again.
0: Yeah, that's a fantastic day of football. Oh, don't forget Eastern Washington, and Florida too, as well.
1: Eastern. I can't wait for that.
0: Yeah, that's on that's on ESPN Plus.
1: I would have watched that if it was at Eastern Washington because isn't that the the field that's like red? Yeah. Yes, I think it is. Yes. I might watch that. So state just looking ahead, Robbie. If state
0: beats LSU, you know they'll pick the games on the on the the, the on the the Saturday after that, right? That could be college yeah. game day. State Texas A&M if state's 3-0. And
1: I, and to me the pressure's on A&M. Yeah, I don't know what the what else is happening that that day in college football, but I mean A&M your know, State's kind of riding high at that point. A&M's got that game, and then you have Alabama looming ahead of it. That would be really – that would be interesting. That would be an interesting storyline there because you have – I mean, you're, you're trying to hype this game up, but, yeah. you know, in the rearview mirror you have – or I guess looking forward, you have Alabama coming up.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I still think that's going to play a factor in that ballgame. Oh, like I've said definitely- it too many times.
0: I definitely agree. I'm trying to see if I can find the week five schedule here to see if what else there is nationally that could t- take that away. Oklahoma State at Baylor, so a, a rematch of the uh, Big 12 championship game. Uh, you
1: just don't know sometimes. I mean, oh, yeah, we, yeah. we, we would have never predicted Mississippi State and Auburn right do, doing what it did. Right, right, right. You if know, because State made state like, the biggest jump ever. That, day,
0: that could be a top ten game. That could be a game to watch. Who's Ohio State playing uh, Rutgers, so that's that's not an issue. It's got a chance. It's got a chance. It's got a chance. We'll see. We'll see. It depends on what happens. All right. Uh, where are we? True or false? MSU will have two receivers, not running backs. I'm not counting Marks in this because he had over eight, this number last year, 80 catches. Two receivers. Hmm. True or false?
1: <sighs> so, so not a running back. It's got to be a wide receiver. I must say false.
0: Okay. I think I would say true.
1: I think, I don't think, I I know I said yesterday with Ra
0: Ra Thomas, but I think Thomas is more likely to be around the 80 catch mark. And then you find 20 more catches or so for a guy like Jaden Wally or or Austin Williams. Yeah.
1: I think that's a possibility. I think there's just going to be so many guys. Like, I think one guy. Mm-hmm. we'll We'll probably be above everybody else, just like Makai Polk Mekhi Polk was yeah you know maybe not a hundred catches, but there's just so many players throw the ball around, but you never know I mean these quarterbacks they get into a groove with with one or two guys, and that's that's who they're that's who they go after uh, the most, and I think that's what you know will Rogers has done, and a lot of it has been Jaquavius marks, but i mean yeah i, I I'm I'm gonna say no just because I think Marks is gonna gobble up a lot of those. I didn't realize the gap from
0: on receivers last year. Mike Pulch had, had 105. The next wide receiver is Jaden Wiley with 55. You're right. 50 catches. That's I didn't so realize that,
1: that's why I think it's not gonna happen. Just you may that, have told me on that, to be honest with you. That's a large gap.
0: Yeah. So I mean, even if I my, my theory is correct, right? Let's say the new leading receiver, let's just say Rah Rod Thomas, right? has 80 catches, and I give them to Jaden Wally, he's still only sit. he's sitting on 80, right? He has to catch all 25 of those passes that I just took away from the 105 that Mekhi Polk caught last year.
1: Well, but, the, the thing that muddies it up is the, is the two running backs. Yeah. I mean, the, the, those two, they gobbled up over 100 and, what 140 catches, over 140 catches between yeah. 100 them. So, and, uh, so that is that's a lot of passes going yeah. those going to those guys. So yeah. that's what that's what's muddying it up a little bit.
0: I agree. I agree. You you may have sold me on, on, on it being false. So all right, more likely. MSU plays in a big six bowl or the Birmingham bowl.
1: So last year oh, I mean I I gotta go with the with the the six. So last I year I don't had... think they're gonna be in that bad of a bowl.
0: Here's what I, you gotta, if you think about it, big term, big picture, right? What you have to think is, is the SEC going to get two playoff teams this year? Possible, because when you look at Georgia's schedule, if they get past Oregon, they're probably going undefeated. And even with one loss to Alabama in the SEC championship game, they would get in. Alabama's probably going undefeated, so that means even with one loss in the SEC championship game, they're probably getting in. So if the SEC gets two teams in, you know, last year you only had one other SEC team make a Big Six Bowl, and that was Ole Miss. I thought that Kentucky or Arkansas had, had opportunities, but they just didn't get there. So what, we're have to, what would have to happen is they would have to be 9-3 and three or better to go to, to one of these bowls. I think it's only happened once that a four-loss SEC team has made it. That was in 2000 and I think 16 Auburn went to the Sugar Bowl at eight and four. Um, So, am I saying to I? It's just to I think state can go nine. Is state going to go nine and three or are they going to go seven and five? Seven and
1: five might get you in the Birmingham Bowl. You just don't know. Well, that's a good point. I mean, we're predicting eight wins Mm -hmm. from Mississippi State, seven or eight. So, a state would have to be at 10 wins to get to a a New York six or a New Year six, whatever. You don't think they could get it at nine and three? I I mean, it's just. Well, their losses would be
0: Alabama and Georgia, who would be in the playoff.
1: The playoff. Yeah, that's true. You might get two guys in the playoff. I just, you know, at first I thought that they could get in that, but. on second thought, I mean, I could see them at seven wins because mm-hmm. we've balanced between seven and eight wins on our predictions. Mm-hmm. That would be really, really disappointing. But I think I'm going to flip back to uh, Birmingham would probably be more likely.
0: Okay. Okay. It's tough. It's tough. I do feel like you're right, though. I feel like it's more likely this team would go seven and five than go nine and three or better. I mean, I just yeah. you know, I just feel that way. All right, uh true or false. The Egg Bowl will be a top 25 matchup. Hmm.
1: I'm going to say I'm going to say false. Okay? Cuz I think at that point the states that either seven or eight wins last year there were seven wins they weren't they were outside the top 25. They weren't far outside it, though. Were, were, they, were they outside the top 25
0: going into the Egg Bowl? I thought they got back in right before the, uh, that that, playoff, that poll that came out right before then. Because at that point, we're talking about the college football playoff poll. I think State was ranked. It might have been. Let me, let me see. If State's 8-3, and three, and let's say Ole Miss is 8-3, and three, that's a top 25 matchup.
1: Yeah.
0: I think it is. I said on, I did this on Sports Talk Mississippi. I, I think that it would be.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, if they're both at eight wins, maybe so. Yeah, seven would be tough. But State was in with seven
0: wins. I remember State's schedule last year. I mean, they had beaten teams that were in that poll. They had beaten A and They had beaten uh, Kentucky. They had Auburn. I think may have still been ranked at that point. I don't know. So they just won those games, and that gave them a lot of a lot of cushion with the uh, with the committee. So I think I think it's I think it is one. Uh, let's see here, true or false, Robbie. Emmanuel Forbes will not lead the team in interceptions this season.
1: I can see that being false because he's kind of taken over that role of Martin Emerson. I think teams are going to respect him a little bit more this year. I don't know if he's going to get tested as much on his side mm-hmm. as he has been the last two years. And, you know, we'll see if, um, if somebody else can kind of rise to the occasion. Maybe a Jalen Green or – Somebody in the back end at at safety. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I could see that. I could see that being the case. I definitely agree with you.
0: I think that this year, the scouting report is going to be to, you know, last year it was avoid Emerson. Now it's going to be avoid uh, Forbes. And so, that being said, whoever gets that other starting corner spot, Banks, Richardson, whoever that is, or somebody in the back end of the secondary. I mean, we talked about Jalen Green yesterday. He's a candidate for this. I just don't see Forbes. You know, I think Forbes will get a couple of picks for sure. And when he does get the ball into his hands, you know what can happen. But having – he had three last year to lead. He had five the year before. I I don't think he's going to have much more than that. And I think three will will not lead the team this year. I think somebody will have more than three interceptions for this this team.
1: Yeah, because there's going to be more of a – pass rush mm-hmm. this year. And I think that can, you know, that can cause some more issues for quarterbacks trying to get the ball out quicker, mm-hmm. things like that. I, I think just a overall better pass rush just makes everything better for the entire defense. And I think the state's gonna have that this year.
0: I agree. I agree hundred percent. Uh last one, Robbie. True or false? Tula Griffin will return two or more kicks slash punts for touchdowns this
1: year. <sighs> uh, I'm going to say no. Oh. Well. I, just, I just don't think teams are, are going to kick to him as often. I just feel like if it's going to happen, it's going to involve
0: a punt. Like, he'll, he might get lucky on a kick. One comes down to him. But on a punt, he, he's going to have to get a punt. He's going to have to return a punt. And punt returns for touchdowns these days are so rare. Everybody's just trying to get the fair catch and start, start their drives. I'm going to say no, but I won't be surprised if it's yes. I'll say false, but uh, I won't be surprised if it's true.
1: Yeah, I mean, he, we know he's capable, so mm-hmm. I just don't, I don't know if he's going to be able to have as many opportunities this year as he did last year. And I don't know what they're doing at punt return. I mean, they've had, they have a little bit different philosophy, it seems like, at punt return, because we're seeing a lot of guys back there that you know they're just focusing on receiving the ball and, you know, killing it right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, we didn't see a whole lot of Tulu at punt return last year. But, um, you know, certainly if he's getting the ball in his hands, he's got a chance. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right,
0: those are our, our little rapid-fire thing. We might, we might do another set of those in a few weeks just to keep coming up with some ideas uh, as we get closer to the season. All right, let's uh, move on into our SEC preview. It's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you, that beef is what's for dinner. That's because beef is awesome. Who, have you ever come home and you're like, man, I can sure could go for a steak. And then, you're, oh, we're having steak. Were you ever disappointed? I would submit that the answer is no. Steak, burgers, these are the things you want to put on the grill. Brisket, tri-tip, put them on the smoker. The summertime is beef time because you're cooking out and beef is the best thing to cook out. Beef, it's what's for dinner. That's thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two brothers smoked meats over in the heart of the cotton district. That is the place to find smoked southern soul food. Robbie, I think we're gonna have to go there this week. I gotta be totally honest with you. We may have to may have to put something together. Uh, a small group excursion.
1: It's two been brothers. too long. It's been like it's been, it's like, been, two like, it's been like two weeks. We I'm, can't I'm do this. i to get
0: the shakes here. I need I need some two brothers in my in my system. Well, whenever you want to get together with friends, whenever you want to get together with family. Two Brothers is always a fantastic choice. Also, happy anniversary, by the way. Uh, today, as we record the four-year anniversary, I believe, of Two Brothers owner Terry Powell's infamous My Wife's Boyfriend Sold His Prosthetic Leg uh, so that I could come to Omaha uh, interview. Always. People, f- people fail for that. Always a classic. I recommend viewing it as often as you can. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. Great products and great service is something that every business promises you, but who delivers on it? Well, let me tell you why Advantage Business Systems does. I I know that they have because they've stayed in business for 47 years. Nobody stays around that long where they're not taking care of their customers. Nobody can, can make it happen for that long not giving you great service. When you have to deal with business technology, when you're looking to fix you're looking to upgrade your printers, your copiers, anything in the office that needs to be upgraded, call Advantage Business Systems. You get a great deal on great products. And then when something invariably goes wrong, which it always does, you don't have to worry about being put on hold and having to deal with an out-of-state contractor. You're talking to somebody in Mississippi and somebody from Mississippi is coming to fix that, usually the same day. They get you back up and running a lot faster than the competition can. Call them at 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Okay, let's, 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 let's dive into darkness here. Oh. Vanderbilt football schedule. Robbie, <laughs> first off, you, you made a really good point, I, I think it was a few weeks ago, when, we, when somebody had released the odds for the SEC championship, right? And Vanderbilt was like at 10,000 to one and I think it was you, I'm pretty sure it was you who said, you could play out a scenario of simulations 10,000 times. Vanderbilt would never win the SEC
1: in 10,000 tries. They should be like a 2 billion to 1. This is one of those things, like, don't even put them on the book. Like, Like, it's not even, it's not possible. It's not going to happen. It is far more likely that Vanderbilt doesn't win a game than they win
0: five games. (laughs) Never mind going undefeated and winning the SEC.
1: Yes, 2 billion. Ryan, East Central Community College has a better chance of winning the SEC than Vanderbilt does. I agree. I think they're starting off 0 one 1, Robbie.
0: They got to go to Hawaii. <laughs> I mean, you got to travel all the way out there and 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 did not Tommy right? Chang the new uh coach or something there? Please tell me that's the, the case. Please tell me that, that 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 I used to
1: love to watch. Oh Hawaii. yeah. I watched every I watched every Game because they were always on at like you know nine o'clock on Saturdays. Timmy Chang, Timmy, Timmy Chang, Ch- not Tommy. Who's Tommy Chang?
0: I just looked, and Tommy Chang is an educator who served as the superintendent of public schools in Boston, Massachusetts, from twenty. That's
1: that's who I was thinking of. I okay. that's a, I've, I get those two mixed up. Tommy, right. Tommy Chang, big Celtics fan,
0: <laughs> friends, friends with Sully and Murph. Um, I'm sorry, Timmy Chang, Timmy and Tommy. I'm telling you, they're getting the win. They're going to beat Vanderbilt game one. That's, that's a week zero game, too. Oh That game is going to be awful. 9.30 p.m., August 27. You know, Can't we say all the these CBS
1: things. CBS Sports Network. We say
0: all these things, Robbie. You'll be watching. You'll be watching. <laughs> I'll be watching. We'll be watching that game. All right. They'll get a win the next week to take on an FCS team in Elon. Will they? I think they can beat the, the fighting musks
1: of Elon. I mean, last year they struggled with some of these teams. I'm not. Lie- I agree, but I'm just saying. Last year they lost to East Tennessee State, twenty-three to three. Bobby, that's
0: it. After the after the Elon game, that that's the only one. They're. I'm <laughs> saying one and eleven. The next <laughs> game is against Wake Forest. That's a good team. That's actually a good team. All right, they're losing that. Then they got to go to Northern Illinois. You don't just who, walk who in did there. these sch- who did the schedule. You don't just walk in. Hold on, I need to know. I got. some still a Paul Jones thing. Or what is? What is Northern DeKalb, Illinois? Decab? No, but where is the uh, – what's the name of the football stadium? I don't know. Northern Illinois football stadium. You don't just walk into Husky Stadium where Michael the Burner Turner used to run up and down the field. You don't just <laughs> show up and get a win. They're losing.
1: <sighs> and They're making a living them. on the CBS Sports Network, too. And – and then, Robbie, it's eight straight conference games. Oh, my God. They start with Alabama in week one. <laughs> they play Alabama. They're two, they're three West opponents, or nothing. I'm sorry. They're two, they're West two West, West opponents, opponents for Alabama and Ole Miss. Yeah. <laughs> Alabama. Oh. Right now, if
0: I said I'll give you Vanderbilt plus 41 and a half.
1: <laughs> Take it? Yes. You would they take 40- got Alabama, Ole Miss, and Georgia in the you first would three you take Vanderbilt weeks. To, to cover 41 and a half? Oh, I thought you meant Alabama. No, oh, no, no, no. Well, here's the thing you know, Alabama, like they'll let off the gas.
0: I'm going to say, when's the last time they played each other in football? Last year, wasn't it? No, no. Last time was 2017. <laughs> Final score was fifty nine to nothing. Oh
1: my god!
0: That was the game you might remember. I think Vandy was two and zero, and their linebacker made like a comment of like we want Alabama on a, on a TV. Oh, you, we, that, they were holding up signs like we want Bama and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Fifty nine nothing. So yeah, I'm saying I'm not even going well, to these games, Robbie. They lose the thing, to Bama, I'm... they lose to Ole Miss, they lose to Georgia, they lose to Missouri, they lose to South Carolina, they lose to Kentucky, they lose to Florida, they lose to Tennessee. They're one and eleven.
1: This is what happens to a program that just refuses to invest. Yes, um, you know th- this is why I say Mississippi State cannot afford not to go all in on the NIL mm-hmm. because this is what happens. You, you you're you're putting money into facilities. Mississippi State is pushing money in the facilities. You got to get the players, but Vanderbilt's not getting the players or the facilities. And you can use this, the whole, you know, well, it's tough to get into Vanderbilt. That's true. But Stanford's finding guys. You know, there are teams out there that are tough to get into school. They're finding players. Yeah. Vanderbilt, their problem is their stadium sucks. And they've they let the stadium just become this. For years, they haven't done anything. to try to get fans there. They're,
0: they're, they're, they just
1: started a renovation of that stadium. They're like 20 years behind. It's too late. Yeah. And now you're done. You will they will never be competitive and So are you with me James 11? Franklin. James Franklin got every piece of the juice out of the school. The best college football coach in America, not named Nick
0: Saban, James Franklin. He won two, nine games twice at Vanderbilt. And
1: yeah, when Vanderbilt's the, not winning the game. I mean, the when only he left, game,
0: it was like he was never there.
1: Yeah. They went right back to where they were. One eleven? The only thing the only game that they could possibly win in SEC play is Missouri. No. And that's not going to happen. One in 11? I think so, but I, I really, I really want to believe in um, Clark Lee. I like Lee. Clark Lee, but I just I don't really want to believe in him because I think he's a good coach. Yeah. I just don't think that they're, go- I think they're just not going to be talented enough. And I, no. you know, they're, they're, there's, they're, their roster right now is still not talented. No, I agree. At all. It's just not. So, all right. Uh,
0: in the West, we've done Auburn. Arkansas, and that's it, right? Yeah. LSU or Alabama or Texas A&M? Let's go LSU. All right, we'll do the Tigers next week. Tomorrow's the Rumblings. Robbie wants to fire off a tweet. We'll get that going. And then we got an opponent preview this week. We'll talk about the Georgia Bulldogs in great detail uh, later this week, plus whatever else. All right, Robbie Falk. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talks.